Have you ever had to throw out your favorite blouse because the seam came undone? Or that really awesome jacket that you love wearing because a button fell off? Or maybe you had to toss your favorite t-shirt in the trash because it had a small hole? Today, my friend Naomi is going to share with you the three most common clothing fixes that take under 10 minutes to learn how to do and she can show you how. So listen in for some time-saving and money-saving tips on how to preserve your favorite pieces of clothing. Hey mama, welcome to Bold Faith in Fashion. Are you tired of feeling insecure in your skin and using clothes as a way to hide your body? Are you frustrated with the time, money, and energy you spend on clothes you never wear? Hey, I'm Ashleyana, and Mama, I get your struggle. I have helped thousands of women just like you create the simple, comfortable, and yes, stylish wardrobes of their dreams without draining their energy or their bank accounts. In this podcast, I will teach you about what looks good on your body, all while filtering your beauty standards through the eyes of Jesus. If you're ready to go from stressed to get dressed to blessed to get dressed, tune in right now. Welcome back, Bold Faith and Fashionistas. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Naomi. She is a sewing entrepreneur. She offers the local community bridal alterations, and she offers custom slipcovers while teaching sewing as a life skill in the online space. In addition to sewing, Naomi is the author of Beyond Head Knowledge, Knowing Christ Who Satisfies Our Hearts, and is the creator of two sewing-themed journals. Naomi and her husband are in upstate New York, and she homeschools their three children. So we have that in common, although, wow, I don't know if I knew that you wrote a book. So one thing that I think drew us together was our love for the Lord. So can you just briefly tell my listeners how we got connected and why you reached out to Bold Faith and Fashion? Um, sure. So I saw Ashley on this podcast. Well, I heard your podcast and it just made me think about um, like I talk all about clothing, but yeah, I also am a writer and everything that I write is very much um, either like devotional based or um, something about growing in faith. So immediately when I saw the title of your podcast here, I was like, oh, the clothes and the faith together were yeah. like perfect. So then I think I was like listening along and then maybe I messaged you on Instagram and we chatted back and forth a little bit over our busy summers. And yeah, that's how we kind of connected. And then right, finding out we both homeschool. And so I was really thrilled that the Lord had already started working in and through my podcast by bringing Naomi to me. We had kind of connected about some of the things that we were passionate about, which is doing our best not to be wasteful when it comes to clothing in that there are ways to create, what would you say? There are ways to make it easy to keep your favorite pieces for longer. Mm -hmm. And because I know a lot of you are really busy moms, you're working, you're in midlife, you may even have teenagers who you're running around from, you know, sport to activity to whatever. And so one thing we want to touch on today is how you can kind of have this return on investment 
by learning some very, very basic, simple sewing skills. And don't be like intimidated by this because when I say basic, like, I mean, basic. So Naomi, I'm going to let you take it away and just tell my listeners some of the value of learning some really basic sewing skills and what those sewing skills are. Sure. So I have been sewing for clients for like 16 years and I grew up learning how to sew. But what I didn't really realize was that it's not such a common life skill as I thought it was just because like I had my mom sewed and my grandmother sewed. So I had been exposed to it. So before we get too far into it, I just want to make you like comfortable with sewing. Like it, if you can kind of turn it into thinking about even the kitchen, you know, as a mom, you learned how to cook. I mean, maybe some of us don't love the kitchen, although I, I love the kitchen, but um, <laughs> not everybody loves the kitchen. But in general, you learn how to do it because it feeds your family and it's super practical. And if you had to go out to eat every day, you know how costly it would be. But um, what I've realized is that doesn't always compute when people or, you know, when moms are looking at clothing because maybe it feels very foreign to have needles and thread in the house. But if we can just begin to realize that something as simple as a button. So say you went through Ashliana's class or you've been listening to a podcast for a long time. And you've done the investment, you've done the work of shopping for those things that you love, that you look good in, you've invested, and then buttons fall off. If you don't know how to sew on a button, your your return on investment, like you've wasted the whole thing. I was um, recently in a mom's group and I had one mom turn around and say to me, yeah, if a button falls off, I just throw it out. And I was like, no, no, you can't do that. And so if you can give yourself permission to become a learner, like if sewing is something you're not familiar with at all, just take the time to process. And it, it is like anything when we're beginning something new, we have to allow ourselves to kind of take that posture of I'm a student and it's okay that I'm new. It's okay that this is going to take me a little bit of time to learn. My thread is going to tangle a little bit at first and gradually you'll work up to, you know, we call it muscle memory in the sewing world where, you know, your fingers will learn how to go up and down. So I've actually created a YouTube channel, which is primarily based on alterations and like mending and repairs to teach you how to do some of the basic things and just walk you through it. Like even recently made a 10 minute long video on just putting on buttons, just to begin to give you the familiarity and the confidence that you can do it as well. Okay. So I heard that first of all, it's a really great skill to have just like cooking, mm. just like, you know, cleaning. It's one of those things that really should be a basic skill because buttons fall off, snaps get loose and they mm. fall off. Sometimes you'll get a little hole here and there. So it, it, this is just a really simple, basic thing that you don't have to imagine yourself sewing a whole outfit together or anything like that, or even, you know, pulling apart a really complicated garment. We're just talking about, look, I know you're a busy mom. I know you've got a lot on your plate. If you can learn a couple of basic things in this area of your life, 
it's so going to help the investment that you're making in these clothing items, especially because here at Bold Faith and Fashion, one of the things that we're going to start talking about is buying pieces that are higher quality fabrications Mm. so that they do last longer. And if you keep pieces longer, then you're more likely to have a little thing here or there that might need, you know, a button back on or a snap back on. And so even just that one basic skill is going to help you to, in the long run, run, save time and money. Because if you are willing to go and have someone fix it, well, you have to drive over there. You have to make the appointment. You have to pay for it. You have to pick it back up. You have to take it back home. So, you know, you can invest that time and save a little money by just learning that skill yourself. And then you can apply it to your household as well. So beyond like, okay, I'm hearing sewing a button is one great skill to learn. What would you say is one or two more things that a person can get started in the sewing realm for mending and repair? And this isn't in any order, right? But that they might be able to do to kind of help them maintain their wardrobe. One of the things that I have people bring me a lot or ask questions about is something that has a hole in it. Mm. And what often is the case is if you aren't a sewer, you might not recognize the difference between a hole in a seam and a hole in the fabric. And if you just begin to like, if you have an item in your home or in your closet that you're like, oh, there's a hole in that, get it out, take a look at it. And the difference between a hole in the seam and the hole in the fabric is very significant when it comes to sewing, because if it's in the seam, all that means is that the thread came loose. The thread that was holding that seam came loose. And often the fabric itself isn't frayed. It doesn't have a hole in it. There's no, what we would call like compromise to the item. It's simply in the factory. Maybe the stitching wasn't as strong. So even if you don't have a sewing machine, you can hand stitch that back together from the inside. You know, you lay it together and you stitch it by hand, small stitches. Again, this is like, oh, you'd probably need a little demonstration if you're completely unfamiliar with sewing, but it's very, very simple. And that is something that has happened so often. I mean, I know my daughter one time it was given a get like a sweater brand new opened it she had been given as a gift and the first time she wore it the whole sleeve of the arm like something unraveled and the whole seam and she knew that I could sew so she came running down to me can you put it back together but that's I mean not typically the case and often you know people are throwing those away and you don't want to throw away that investment of your money just because the the seam came apart. So that's one thing to be super aware of. So another thing that is very practical would be if there's a hole in something, this doesn't even involve sewing, but it's your clothing and it's more for kids clothes, but there's such a thing as iron on patches. You can iron on a patch to like boys jeans to on the inside of something if it's just a small hole. And then another relatively simple one would be if it's a sweater and it has a hole in it and it hasn't raveled a lot. If you can go from the underside and pull those together, then you'll save it from getting a bigger hole there. And it's 
a minor, you know, a couple of stitches, you have to knot both ends of the thread, which is another misconception that I have people talk about all the time. If they, if you're not a sewer, maybe you won't know that, but just beginning to educate yourself just a little bit, think about how many items will last longer from those simple steps. And I mean, if we were to talk like just a tiny bit more complex would be, I mean, just last week I had someone that it was the cutest blouse, but it had elastic in the sleeve and the elastic on one side had popped. And so it was within a seam, but it was a matter of taking a seam ripper, taking out literally three to four stitches finding the end of the elastic, securing it, and then stitching the line back down. Very, very simple as far as sewing skills. And yes, if you're going to sew anything, get a seam ripper. They're literally 99 cents. <laughs> Some needles and thread. But just start with like those basics and you can really alter and repair a good number of items. So I've had so many items that I have actually done the seam repair where you just flip mm-hmm. it inside out. And I am not by any means, not even like a good sewer. (laughs) But the nice thing is, is I have been able to save some things by just flipping it inside out and making sure that it's not like my actual where I've been doing the stitching is not showing. And Mm -hmm. I've been able to fix things like that. And I've also been able to even simple like spaghetti straps Mm -hmm. or like thinner tank straps because I'm petite. So there are certain things that I have kind of DIY'd kind of looked at myself. I haven't done a lot, but I will say like on my end that I can echo what Naomi is saying. And that is if you take a just a few, it really doesn't take much time actually to learn how to sew a button or how to, you know, flip something inside out and do a really simple stitch. I'm going to be honest with you. Like I know not a lot, but I think I learned how to do that in 10 or 15 minutes. Again, did it, did, is it like professionally done? If somebody looked on the inside, would it be like, that's immaculate. No, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it does get the job done and it looks very, it looks nice. doesn't look bad or anything like that. So I really appreciate those tips because I think people think it takes a lot of time to learn. Actually, that'd be a good question to ask you is how long would you say it takes for someone to learn how to do a skill like that? Like, is it really what I'm saying? Like, you got to tell them you're the expert. It Can it be like a 10 or 15 minute learning curve? Yes, absolutely. For something like that, meaning it could be a very short amount of time because all you're doing is just putting a needle through a seam and down the other side. Your stitches might be uneven at first. Again, like I said, your thread might tangle at first. You don't want it to be super long. Like you don't want to cut your thread to be two feet long because that'll cause you to have more tangles. So you like learn, okay, I need a shorter amount of thread on my needle. And then even the sewing machine, to be honest, I definitely have had so many people that sit down at a sewing machine and go, oh, I'm so afraid of it. I'm like, you know how to drive a car. You drive a car. You can, you can run a sewing machine and learn. Okay. But I have to echo that I don't use a sewing machine. I usually hand stitch because I am intimidated. Now, to be fair, the one I had is a little bit older. And if I were to get a sewing machine and you tell me if you agree with this or not, I would get a newer one because I know I would be able to look up YouTube tutorials on how to use it. That is true. 
one of the things with sewing machines that I just remind people over and over too is that like a car, it does take some care. Um, I do have a, an introductory sewing machine class too, which it does take some, like you have to make sure it's clean, make sure the lint is clean, learn how to thread it, learn how to put the bobbins in. So to be actually come super familiar with a sewing machine, I would say the learning curve is a little bit higher than the hand stitching. And it is something that is worth worthwhile in the long run if you want to invest in it, meaning especially if you're petite or if you have, I mean, there's many, many people that have legs that are shorter, one leg is shorter than the other, or your arms are a little bit shorter, or maybe you don't like long sleeves and you have a lot of things that you want to turn into three quarter length sleeve, but that's not the style in the store. Like all of these things that I'm sure you teach in your style class, fitting people's personalities and color and shape. There are or, things that like you might- everything is like a, a crew mm-hmm. neck. And if you want a V neck and that's not even necessarily for a sewing machine, I think that would be another simple tutorial that you could share. You probably yes. have. Now tell me what the learning curve for that would be, <laughs> because I feel like I might need to learn that, how to take a crew neck and make it into a V-neck. That learning curve is a little bit long, a little bit steeper. <laughs> so I have done, okay. I've done some YouTube on that. Um, let me think. So there's one that is, it's taking a higher neck, scoop neck and making it lower. I know that that one's up. I'm trying to remember if I have one yet that's on the V-neck, like making it a V-neck. Because the V-neck technically is one of the most universally flattering necklines, mm-hmm. but you don't always want deep Vs because I, I do feel like there are women who don't like V-necks, not because V-necks don't look good on them, but because it exposes too much. So if you start with a crew neck and make it a more subtle V-neck, you know, then you can kind of control how low it dips, which could be really nice. Right, right. So one of the things that I can say is, so I'm definitely working on growing my tutorials online in YouTube. But if you're interested in learning some of these things, don't be afraid to try. And one of the best things you could do is take an old t-shirt, experiment with things that are either old that you know, like, oh, I only spent a dollar or two on this and you'll gradually mess around with them and it doesn't work the first time. Much of that has to do with learning how to manipulate fabric. And like, if you're sewing on a table, you don't want the fabric to be pulling forward. You don't want it to be hanging down in front of you and causing a pull. And so Mm -hmm. then you have to have it like flat and smoothed out and et cetera. So now we kind of distinguish between there definitely these things that take 10 or 15 minutes to learn. And for sure, those of you who are listening, who are, you know, Christian working mamas in midlife, those are the things that I I really want you to focus on when you're listening to this podcast. I really, really think it's going to be beneficial to you and life giving to you for you to, you know, learn to do the button, learn to do a patch on a hole, especially if you have boys and they're always putting holes in their jeans, like heaven's sakes, they're so expensive to keep buying them new jeans to put holes in. So great tip. I love the sweater tip as well. Um, I kind of makeshifted something like that, but I think having a tutorial like you were talking about where I can see actually what the stitching is, like the little, the method, Mm -hmm. just to make it tighter Mm -hmm. and make sure it doesn't come undone. Awesome. 
And then even, yes, paying attention to where your where a hole is in your garments. Like if it's at a seam, it's super easy to salvage that with just a little bit of needle and thread. Okay, what is one thing, one takeaway that you would like for my listeners to hear or know about you know, sewing or how it affects their wardrobe? What's one key takeaway? So I always like to say, think outside the box a little bit in terms of if you've, Ashley, Anna, you've bought the item, it looks good on you. It's your color, Mm -hmm. but for some reason you're not wearing it. And what is that reason? And so if we can think through that and process whether it is that V-neck in the last couple of years started doing a little more bodybuilding and awesome. realized that I have gained a little bit in my arm size, like it's muscle. And so then my arm size are tighter. And yet I have some blouses that I really liked the colors and I don't want to get rid of them. And that's something like I had to actually, even as a sewer myself, a sewist, I had to talk myself through, well, why am I not wearing them? Do I really have to get rid of them? Or what can I do to them? And this might not be something that you're ready to do as a new sewist. And maybe you will take it to a tailor, or maybe you'll learn how to do it. But like the arm side can be lowered by an inch. And sometimes it's super simple, especially like I had this one that was a tank, especially if they're tank tops, like if they're sleeveless, not tank tops, but like a sleeveless blouse to lower the arm side is much easier than something that has a sleeve on it. Right. And so like one was lined and literally you turned it inside out, you could access the seam and it was like a four inch seam on the sewing machine. And then you trim out the extra material and you flip it right side out again and it's done. It was not very time consuming. And I was like, boom, it's done. It's back in my closet. It's wearable again. And I didn't even have to go shopping for it. So just beginning to process all of those things of like having that mental discussion, recognizing that you're not wearing something and potentially why. I had another blouse that I loved, but it was a bell sleeves and I kept Mm. putting it on and then I take it off and I'm like, for this season of life, it just didn't fit my season of life. And again, this is about like looking at the sleeves, recognizing, oh, I could remove the bell and then it becomes a three quarter length because that's where the seam is. And so as you begin to think about clothing and seams and stitches, recognizing where seams are coming into garments is super important to beginning to recognize what can be easily altered and what can't. But like taking those bell sleeves off the garment, instantly put it back into my wardrobe. And the number of times I've worn it since I altered it is already like far more than the five years before that it sat there because I really Ah. liked it. Like literally five years. Yeah. And I'd put it on and I'd be like, I can't, I just like, I'd walk around for two minutes and I'd be like, ah, and I'd go change. You know what I love about that too, for my busy working mamas, like if they start to think about those things while they're shopping. So Mm -hmm. like if they order something and they get it in the mail or they're actually out and about shopping, they can look at those things. Like ladies pay attention to these, these seams and where things are hitting. Cause even if you don't, feel comfortable doing these things on your own quite yet, but you know somebody who could alter these things for you, like you have a Naomi in your life, (laughs) 
then you could say, okay, you know, this top is X amount of dollars. I literally love everything else about it, but I just don't love this one little detail. Look at the seam. If it literally can come right off at the seam, right? If I'm hearing you correctly, mm -hmm. then that's generally going to be a very easy, simple, inexpensive fix, even for a sewist or, you know, somebody mm -hmm. who can do those alterations. So, I mean, that's another thing that can definitely save you a lot of time. Because again, if you're looking for a specific item and a specific color and a specific print, and it's all the things, but you want the Peter Pan color off, or you want the bell mm -hmm. sleeve off, or you want it to be shortened a little bit. Those are things that are simple based on the seam. Another thing that I would say even on that is I've had many times where not necessarily myself, but clients, if there's beadwork, if it's all of those things, they found this item, they loved everything about it, except that there's some flashy beads on the top. Now there's a difference between beads that are glued on and beads that are stitched on. So if you can see thread stitching coming up and out of those beads that means that they can be easily removed and suddenly it's no longer filled with the bling that maybe you just don't care for that part of the item but you love the rest of it well all of these tips have been just awesome like I can see how all these things that you're talking about can help women to build a wardrobe that they love to customize it and tailor it literally to them and to maintain their clothes to be like better stewards of the things that they have. And it can help you not hesitate to spend a little more money on things that are a little nicer. If you know that you can do those really simple 15 minute learning curve mm -hmm. repairs. And if you know how to at the very minimum, keep in mind, Hey, how easy would this be to take to someone like mm -hmm. Naomi and get it fixed? Anything else you wanted to talk about? I would just say, remember that it is something that will serve you well for your life. And it's really practical. And the other reason that I would tell you that it's a really important thing to learn is that there's becoming fewer and fewer people in my generation and younger that actually have this skill. In fact, in my own area, um, we have lost, I think, four tailors or one is almost like at retirement wow. in the last um, three years. And like we used to have about six and now I think it's maybe two or three. So there, many of them are older, retiring, like one of them passed away, one of them moved away, and one of them is very near retirement. And so your options for people to do the work will get slimmer. So it would be really in your benefit to start picking up and learning it because it is something that you will always have clothes and you can always use the skill. That is awesome. So just to wrap it up, I just want to say thank you, Naomi, for coming on to the Bold Faith and Fashion podcast and for reaching out to me. We're going to have to talk faith next time. I'm going to have to have you on a Tuesday episode so we can talk about faith because holy smokes, you wrote a whole book. That's I would love that. I love oh. that. <laughs> so I hope today's tips have helped you all to go from being stressed to get dressed. Hey, Mama. Thanks dressed. for listening today. Before you pop off, consider joining my free Facebook group, Bold Faith and Fashion. 
Here is where you'll have access to exclusive content, visual how-tos, and weekly live feedback on your style journey from me. One last thing, if this podcast has empowered you to put an outfit together and shine a little brighter for Jesus, would you consider leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts to let me know? I'd love to hear from you and would be so encouraged to know how this podcast has positively impacted you. XO, your closet BFF.